2: Now, 929 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist.
3: You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. I ain't getting no interview. It's
2: the award winning Jeff Hawkins from The Daily Memphian and The Jeff Hawkins Show. I don't
3: get no interview. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On
1: 929 FM ESPN.
4: gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. I as never drop we're on a rampage. But popping up before you know it? than that, this we we'll be
2: pushing it up.
3: Somebody say, you
4: everybody and uh, happy birthday
5: i am uh you may be out of town i am uh out of town and we'll be for the next little bit honestly uh but today i am in uh in mobile well i'm in uh, point clear alabama jeffrey which is cooler bird uh pelican bald eagle if you saw pelicans saw a bald eagle, which would you remark upon more uh more enthusiastically
6: Bald eagle cooler yeah, eagles I think are cooler like, I don't know, like, pelicans because are more you, like...
5: you've seen more pelic you you've seen yeah. more pelicans in your life than eagles, so maybe the eagle like there are I say this because a flock of pelicans just fell of, uh, uh flew overhead, and I think pelicans are damn cool. I mean, they are damn cool-looking birds, and then a flock of them going overhead is is it's pretty great. But we don't see eagles, like we, down here in the south, we're much more inclined to see pelicans. I don't. Have you ever seen a bald eagle live? Uh, yes, at uh, I, mean, I I did like the real foot about, lake, yeah.
6: the real foot lake. Oh right, I've done the that when I was like second, third grade, maybe. Right. I have never been to real foot lake. Anyway,
5: I'm down here, uh, down here in Alabama. Uh, today on the radio show, though, we do have uh, Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. And then we have, Writer than right trivia, uh, Jeffrey, last last week, Jeffrey, uh, Steve Conley was caller number three. <laughs> totally random. Steve Conley was caller number three. And the good news is Jeffrey was able to vanquish Steve Conley uh, after Steve Conley had vanquished him the previous uh, time these two uh, titans went head-to-head. Steve Conley also started the new tradition, um, new unexpected tradition mm-hmm. of radio professionals mm-hmm. dropping <laughs> dropping profanity mm-hmm. on the show. Steve did it, and then yesterday John Martin did mm-hmm. it. I don't know; these are radio professionals. I don't know what in the world has gotten into people. Maybe it's because we have such a freewheeling, loose, it's comfortable a, show. Exactly, Jeffrey. It's, it's
6: everyone just feels like you know Jeff—they're they just, just having a chat.
5: Like they're just having a chat. And so, uh, and I guess it's good we put people at ease. Anyway, Jeffrey will be taking on, I'm going to go ahead and presume it's not going to be a radio professional in writer than write trivia in the second hour, even in my absence. Jeffrey, what are people going to be playing for today?
6: Jeff, we've got four tickets to the Mid-South Fair. We'll right, email sure. them to you. Also, Brian Kelly of Florida Georgia Line will be playing on the main stage tonight at 745. Uh, if you've got a ticket, admission is free to go see the, the show.
5: I see, but the the uh, the Mid South Fair you don't it's the the the, the tickets to the Mid South Fair are not restricted just to today. I take it you correct. could go correct Saturday, if you wanted right? to go yes you could go Saturday if you wanted to go and you could go ahead and get a uh, a funnel cake uh, if you wish. Chris Harrington, among other things, over to Daily Memphian, he writes the, uh, from food stuff now um, and uh, and I know they actually had a podcast about fair food. We talked about fair food the other day. Anyway, four tickets. To uh, the Mid South Fair, if you are writer than right. By the way, while I'm down here in Alabama, did you see the crazy story about the band director who was tased? Did you see the story in Alabama? So a couple weeks ago, or whatever. It was a, it was I mean, it was Saturday. I mean, it was a week. I think it was over the weekend. Was it a couple weeks ago?
6: I think it was a couple so, weeks I'm ago. So I'm just catching up on it. It's just an insane story. Well, it's, did you watch the video? I did. did the- yeah, it's it's an all timer. Well, I mean, we haven't talked about it. It it does to me.
5: (laughs) So uh, 18 minutes, I think, after the football game ended, the band was still playing, right? And so the cop comes in, and they want to clear the stadium. And it's a predominantly African-American school and band and an African-American athletic director. I don't know if the cops were black or white, honestly. I don't know the answer to that. But um, but. So the cop comes in and while they're playing, he says to the to the to the band director, shut it down, shut it down. And the band director is sort of, well, you know, evidently they conveyed this was the last song. But there was still this shut it down, shut it down. And at some point it is true. The band director seemed to revel in the he was almost correct. uh, He was was
6: inviting it. Yeah.
5: He was, he was, well, I don't know, he was inviting, whatever, but he was rising to the moment, or he was, he was, he was like, I, I'm going to keep conducting until, like, and he, he was, and... Uh, but then the next thing, you know, they're putting him in handcuffs, and, and I don't know to what extent he pushed or did not push, and then they tase him, and then they take him to jail. And, and the whole part that is crazy about this is that, and this is just true, and I, I, this is, I cannot imagine... In the similar circumstances, a white band and a white – not that, you know, that, that we classify, but, but if this were happening in suburban wherever, and it was a predominantly white band and a white band, from the very beginning, the interaction would have been different. It wouldn't have been, shut it down, you know, which then it's, it, wouldn't, it would have been, hey, uh, we got to wrap this up here. Uh, is this your last song? And the guy would have said, yes, it's my last song. And then nothing. The idea that you hauled this band director, tased, tried to put him in handcuffs because he wanted to keep playing the music till the end of the song, and then tased him is freaking insanity to me. And the problem is, if you watch the video, it's from the very start. It was aggressive on the part of the cops. I'll be honest. Like not, you know, it was. It was like, like what's what is necessary about that approach to this problem of a band playing.
6: Yeah, I, there, I, I don't know. I, I was with you. No, to be honest with you, you thought way more deeply way about more this. about it than you did. Yes, I, I, I was I just like, this is a I'm funny like, internet
5: video. What inspired that, like, it's insanity. Anyway, I'm not saying everyone in Alabama is like that, but my God, that was that was something else. Um, all right, uh, again, we've got Chris Harrington and Writer Than Right tribute in the second hour. We've got a lot to talk about in the first hour. Jeffrey, I have a series of questions for you about college sports for this uh, first segment um, that I wanted to ask you about. And I want to lead off with this one. All right. If Ryan Silverfield and the Memphis Tigers can beat Missouri, will this be the biggest win of his tenure at Memphis?
6: I still think the Mississippi State win is a bigger win because i i there's something about when you get the big win at home and the celebration and how it becomes you know like this will be something that most people i mean there there are people going to the game obviously but this is a win that most people will enjoy from you know from their living room from and, afar yeah um it's interesting because
5: there have been a bunch of tiger wins in history um that have been you know, I think they beat USC once upon a time. that had been enjoyed from afar, right? I think yeah. they beat Florida State, I, Alabama. My, I, you know, I, they, they, I think have they beat been a Florida bunch. too, yeah. It was Florida. Yeah, they beat I, think they 10, beat, right? I think they beat both Florida and Florida State. Florida, Florida. So there's been a bunch that have been in, in, enjoyed from afar. And I agree with you. There is something about having it at home. I would put another win up there. If, if, if they could win this game, I think it will be one of three. I think there's a pretty clear top three, and those would be Mississippi State, UCF, the Brady White game, right? That, that game, um, they hadn't beaten UCF yeah. like yeah. ever. And it was uh, a wild I, game. like and yeah, a, yeah, And it was a wild game. Honestly, if you look back at the Mississippi State game, it was great fun. It also felt kind of lucky, right? Sure. Like it, it felt a little bit lucky. It was great fun. The UCF game was the first massive win of Ryan's tenure. And this will be, I don't think, honestly, on the day that the win happens, if they, if they can win Saturday, on the day that the win happens, this win would rank behind both of those wins. Partly for the reason you say. Don't you think? Like, it would be third. It would not be first or second. It would be third.
6: I think, I, um, I think I'm with you on race. that, yeah. Okay. But here's my
5: caveat. Both of those wins, in retrospect, were diminished by what happened next, right? Like, they were big wins at the moment, and then, particularly the Mississippi State one, the season unfolded the way it did, and it led to nothing, right? It was a big win that... that, that I mean, they lost to U T S
6: A the next week, and they had a three-score exactly. lead, yeah. Exactly.
5: So... It, and again, that doesn't make the win when it happened less big, but it does the way we think about it now, right? It was, you literally come back and lose the next weekend and all the, all the steam goes out of the season, and particularly the way it happened. Whereas, and maybe this is an unfair way to judge a win, but oh, this win, given the way the rest of the schedule unfolds, could unlock a really good season. Right, like this. Again, we don't know. They could come back and they could lose to Boise State. They could. Well, who knows? They could lose to Tulane. They could. Like, we, we, we don't know. We can't prejudge that. And at that moment, you might have thought the Mississippi State win could unlock a really good season. But, I mean, in the end, they. This is they will. They will not be underdogs. What's the what's the line now? And of course, it's changed now that we know the quarterback's not. It doesn't appear he's going to be playing. Right. So, what's the line now?
6: I think it's still six and a half. But let me confirm. Will the Tigers face a bigger line? It depends. We just don't know how
5: the season will unfold, right?
6: Correct. Right. Let's see. Down uh, Missouri by six. To me, there's. To me, the line is priced, and they do not believe that Brady Cooks playing. Right. But I do agree with your point that. To me, when you start to look at what is the dream season. The dream season, I think, is win the league and get to the get to the Peach Bowl. And, yes.
5: and there, there are, by the way,
6: various projections
5: that do project the Tigers into the Peach Bowl. Like, they could be the group of five team that gets there this year. Um, but you have, to, you have to have that signature, and then you're also in the top 25 and all of that, right? You have to have that signature non-conference win on your resume. And it certainly helped that Missouri beat K-State last week in terms of making this a, a potentially signature win.
6: Like the way that I look at it is, I think it's going to come down to either the American or the Mountain West, and if you go look in the Mountain West, the team that I would be most threatened by is Fresno, because Fresno has a win at Purdue, and then they, right. they got the you know I don't think I think Arizona State's horrible, but they've won at Arizona State last week, so they got two Power Five wins, and I think you're going to need a I think you're going to need a resume line. And to me, this would be that type of resume line. You beat the SEC team, and you win the American, which
5: would pro- You might need a resume line and a Fresno State loss, honestly.
6: Probably. I will say with the Mountain West, usually the Mountain West kind of takes care of itself. But I do think maybe this Fresno team might actually be that much better than their league. But usually the Mountain West kind of eats itself.
5: At what point, if the Tigers keep winning, they beat Missouri and they keep winning— at what point will they be ranked? They will be ranked if they beat if they if they can win this game and keep winning at some point in the season. Like people just concede, right? They they may not believe, but you just stack wins and everybody else is getting losses. At some point, you do become uh, one of the group of five teams that's ranked. I don't believe a win over Missouri does it, but a yeah. win over Missouri and a win over
6: Boise State. My suspicion and, would be if they if they beat Boise next week. That's what I think. That's that's my suspicion. Although you could talk me into. Because remember, Missouri beat number fifteen Kansas State, and Correct. they they are not ranked right now. They're like whatever I think second in votes receiving, and in one poll they're behind Kansas State. Nice job, coaches. Um, I mean, SIDs. Uh, <laughs> the the problem is at that point, if you beat if you beat Boise, like even though we we will acknowledge like that's going to be a good win. Like I almost wonder like in voters' eyes, is beating a three loss team like is that impressive? Like, I, I wonder, I wonder if it's going to know be that it's two-
5: impressive, but at some point, other, everyone else starts getting losses and you, if you're undefeated and you have a win over them at some point you do ascend. it, even if you're beating teams at that point that are not impressive, right? Even if you're in the soft part of the schedule and you're beating teams that are not impressive, just by dint of the fact that you're whatever, six and oh, and you have that win over Missouri and a, you'll, you'll be there. But I don't know when that Yeah, but like will
6: Fresno's 3-0 and with two Power 5 wins, and they're still right, not no, right. No, they're
5: not there. No, no, you're right. That's, but I, that's why I do not believe that a win over Missouri um, does that. Um, we didn't talk about it yesterday. The news did break during our show. Um, second question, are you uh, on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, 10 being what a spectacular idea, best idea since, in fact, uh, sliced bread, uh, and then one being, what a hideous mistake. What is this university thinking? Where are you on uh, Memphis Madness being student madness? Three. So you think it's it, 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 in terms of you think it's does that mean if a five means perfectly fine idea, I have no opinion either way. Is a three bad idea, like leaning towards bad idea?
6: I just think, like I, and when I say bad, I, maybe I should just say it's just a straight five. Like I'm agnostic I, to it. I am I'm, I'm totally I'm like whatever.
5: yeah, but if you were to have to have a are you pro or con, you would click click you would push the con the con lever. you'd be leaning towards no.
6: yeah, I, I would probably lean towards like no, simply because I just don't think it's like an event. But at the same time, I'm also acknowledging, like, I don't know. Like, I think I think Memphis Madness had kind of jumped the shark, totally gotten stale.
5: Forth, jumped the shark, all, whatever those things are. So then the question is, is what do you do, right? right. If you're not going to go big, what do you do? And, and I think we can all acknowledge, A, there's no need to put the time and energy into going big, and B, it may have been impossible to go big even if they wanted to go big. There's not that much excitement. There's not that act that you can bring in. They don't like – and so – if going big was off the table, what, what, what modest event is appropriate? If I, if I was going to criticize this one, and I'm not really in a mood to at all, like I'm, I'm not critical of it, I think the criticism for me would be, wait a second, most of your fans are alums let's be honest the student section is not the has not been leading the charge here for this university they're loyal alums who have bought the tickets for 30 years or 40 years or 12 years or whatever it is and you're not going to let those people come to the event where you're introduced to the basketball team i think that that would be but i don't i don't buy it like i i can make that i can tell you that's my that would be my argument against it but i don't buy it i think it's perfectly fine because here is the thing if it was something that i thought that the people who've been ticket holders for 30 years or 12 years or 18 years or seven years would care about, then right. I might make that argument, right? If you really were depriving them of something that they really enjoyed and looked forward to and liked, I'd like, why are you doing that? But I don't think anybody really does.
6: <laughs> it's, it's not I mean, a it, thing. It's, it has essentially become like a recruiting weekend. Yeah. and. I, I think and you know, it doesn't do it doesn't serve that anymore. But let's yeah.
5: nil. Who needs that?
6: <laughs> you know, let's be honest.
5: Straight cash, homie. That's what we're talking about here. We don't need a. Uh, we don't need to impress you with atmosphere. We need to impress you with your bank account. Yeah,
6: right. I'm with you. Yes. So
5: it's not a recruiting. So whatever, and and then you are offering something to students and making them feel special without taking anything meaningful away from anybody else, because no one cares about Memphis Madness, really, right? right? So I'm fine with it. I'm not going to like say what a brilliant idea, but I'm totally, totally fine with it. Um, Notre Dame is uh, going to great lengths to try to keep out Ohio State fans uh, this weekend, because when Georgia came... It became the state a, of Georgia. Dog takeover. It, it became a ho, dog ho, ho. takeover. It became a dog takeover. Does the fact that Notre Dame can get overrun by other fan bases, does that reflect well on
6: Notre Dame
5: or poorly on Notre Dame? Or neither?
6: Um, I think I'll actually spin on this. You know what I think? I think it reflects – I'll say it reflects well on Notre Dame, and the reason why is if you're a Notre Dame fan and, like, you're such a big game that, like, you're a destination for people. That's that, that, that would be the argument, yes, is that is
5: that is – that, to me, I think the instinct would be to say it does not reflect well on Notre Dame because – what, you can't even, like, you, they're in your own home Sell your stadium. tickets to Notre Dame fans, is. yeah. Right, how, how embarrassing is that for Notre Dame, that they get overrun by Georgia, that they might be overrun by Ohio State? Come on, it's, it's like, uh, uh, you know, whatever. What, what, where is the quintessential place that is overrun? Any stadium in Florida, honestly, is overrun well, like when the visitors fan come. Vanderbilt, yeah, exactly. It's like Vanderbilt. But, and so that would be the argument. But I think you're exactly right. The reason why you would say it reflects well on Notre Dame is that it's such a, ma- it, it reflects the fact that it is such a magical place. It is a bucket list stadium. And so what it really means is that your place is so special that when someone, another fan base, gets to play there, they're actually like, this is a lifetime moment. Let's cash out the 401k yeah. and get tickets to it. It also reflects the fact that. Notre Dame uh, alums, well, the average season, I was reading about this, the average season ticket holder at Notre Dame, guess how many miles, just just warming up for trivia. Here, how many, I'll give you a, we'll make it multiple choice. How many miles away does the average uh, Notre Dame season ticket holder live from Notre Dame? And I'll give you uh, 25, Two hundred fifty, five hundred, or eight hundred and fifty.
6: All right. Average season ticket hold. How? Like what? Sh- Chicago to South Bend's like what? Two hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, I'll say five hundred. An hour and a half. Five hundred is the correct answer. Okay.
5: Yes. So like so 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 no. people. Good work. You're warming up. Warm, going going through the you're going through the pregame reps. Um, nailed it. Yeah. And it is interesting. I also like a lot of places, like whatever, Oklahoma, the guy who, who does tickets now at Notre Dame came from Oklahoma and at Oklahoma, 85% of their stadium is sold in season tickets. Yeah, I don't know why this is true at Notre Dame. It's 45% of the stadium. And so what, that's the other factor here. There's so many single game, there's many more single game tickets, but I think that's because people live so far away. You go to Notre Dame, and then you whatever, then you go work in an investment bank in Los Angeles. I think there's also,
6: well, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, it's a significantly more national brand. I also suspect that part of this is Notre Dame is just not as dependent on ticket revenue as any other school because of their, you know, they have the TV deal with NBC that largely funds everything. Yeah. So they don't emphasize selling season tickets probably to the degree that, that other schools would
5: um okay next question uh is Dion sanders and colorado is it a uh is it a moment or a monument and i say this because Dion, De- you gotta love like he is his own self man Dion said uh in an interview this is not a moment this is a monument I am not a moment. I am a monument. Now, as a as a I don't mean this as a player, as a cornerback, as an entity, as is the lifespan of his career. Yeah. I'm asking you, Dion at Colorado, is that a moment or is it a monument?
6: My suspicion is that it's a moment because while I think Dion is fully capable of doing this job. I, I don't know if, like, you can sustain this type of, like, supernova. And a big part of this is, you know, even if he just, like, let's say Travis Hunter, like, let's say he has Travis Hunter and whatnot. A big part of this is he has a really good quarterback because his quarterback's his son. Like, is he going to be able to always get a a quarterback the caliber of Shador? Probably not.
5: Right. I, I I do think the quarterback thing is is he's a really good it, player. I think it's probably more. I, I don't mean to say it's a moment. I mean, I, I'm not suggesting at all that this this will will we'll, we'll, that that we'll see this and then next year they'll stink and no one will care and whatever else. Like he is, um, I think honestly he's proven to be a good coach. Um, he's proven to be, and I think you have to. It's, it's not unlike Penny Hardaway, like. When Penny started, there was all this you know skepticism about whether he would be able to coach and whether he would whatever well, Dion's taken that to a whole nother degree right the whole the, the, and, and I think you have to set skepticism aside, so I also think the argument for the this monument might be like is he changing the way people think about coaching? is he you know like I think there are things at play here, but do I think that in three years, or even two years, there will people will be Gaga over a, over Deion Sanders, and they will be a national power? I guess I would predict no. I think I would predict no. Well, I just don't think said. I don't like, think
6: Colorado is going to be a national power. Here's where here's where I think Deion, where Deion I think is going to have, uh, you know, like let's say he if he stays at Colorado for more than three years, which yeah, I'm not convinced of that but let's say he does the problem that Dion's going to have is largely a problem that Nick Saban has had where I give Dion credit is he hires really good assistants you know you go and you get Sean Lewis you say hey you're a head coach but I'm going to make you an offensive coordinator and I'm going to pay you more money you do that you go get Kelly from Alabama to run your defense and you know then you become program CEO the problem is having to you know these guys at some point I think are, are you know they'll move on having to replenish is what becomes very, very difficult.
5: It's interesting because in that way, also not unlike Penny Hardaway. Like, if you look at Penny, first staff at Mike Miller, had a former NBA coach of the year, like, you know, and he has actually continued to replenish. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. and maybe Dion will have that same draw. Now, the truth of the matter is, though, you can do that and and – and when you continually replenish, whether it's at quarterback or whether it's at OC, as we're seeing in Alabama, you can replenish and hit, replenish and hit, replenish and hit, replenish and hit, as they did at quarterback in Alabama. Is it four straight? They were great before this year. And then you and then you whiff. Or, or you, you, may, you may whiff, and that's at Alabama. So it is interesting, by the way. I was listening to Colin Cowherd the other day. And this is a this is a take that he had that I completely disagreed with. The argument was, is the he had talked to some execs who had said that the NFL trade deadline was going to be wild. Trade deadline was going to be wild this year because of the race to the bottom because of sure. the uh, wanted to get Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, whatnot. Yeah. Right. So, you, if you're a team that stinks, you're going to disgorge all your good players in a way that we have not seen in the NFL. And then, uh, but, but Coward was making the point. The emergence of Shadur Sanders and uh, Michael Penix Jr. as both really good quarterbacks might cut the opposite way. You won't any longer, if you're an NFL team, feel like you have to get to the bottom to get the quarterback you need. And that's the part of it that I disagree with 100%. A, if. If people really do believe that those guys are also of the same level as Caleb Williams and Drake May, they'll go first, second, third, and fourth, or first, second, sixth, sixth, and seventh. Or like, you'll still want to stink. And then B, as good as those quarterbacks have been as college quarterbacks, let's not be pretending you don't still want Caleb Williams or Drake May, right? Like, I mean, come on, man, seriously. Like, I, I think they will still be. I don't know what the trade deadline will look like, but I don't equate those very good college quarterbacks necessarily with number one, number two picks. Do you?
6: Yeah, I, I'm with you and I don't even know like I love Drake May. But I think the bigger problem with this is the view is if you get Caleb Williams, it is the equivalent of getting Mahomes. Now, will that will that turn out to develop in that way? Like I don't know. Like I think part of Mahomes' story is the fact that He's paired up with so Andy Reid. Mahomes didn't even go top five.
5: Yeah. <laughs> like, it was man, but, yes. Um, yeah, is that he's paired up with Andy Reid. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's fascinating. And it's obviously a tremendous week uh, to look forward to in college football. There were big happenings in the kind of wild happenings in the NFL yesterday, speaking about quarterbacks and coaching and all of that. We will get to in a moment. Before that, I will tell you, this is a good time to snap into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. Here's the deal. Place a $5 bet. Just a $5 bet. Uh, Take the Tigers, if you like. Take the Tigers, get the points. Um, And you get immediately $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. And that's whether your $5 bet wins or loses. You get $200 in bonus bets over at FanDuel. Fanduel FanDuel.com slash Calkins, that's what you need to type in if you want to uh, unlock this offer. FanDuel.com slash C-A-L-K-I-N-S, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. FanDuel is, of course, the official betting partner of the NFL, so you know it's safe. You know it's secure. It must be 21 year old Apprentice, present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawal. Bonus bets expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call Tennessee. Redline 1 800 889 9789. We got Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. Right in and right through the after that. We'll be back in a moment. It is Jeff Coffin Show 929 you.
2: Trista Crick with BetQL. Thursday night's NFL game pits the San Francisco 49ers against the New York Giants. At first glance, the Niners being 10-point favorites might set off warning bells, but San Francisco is the league's best home team against the spread, and the Giants will be playing without Saquon Barkley. The Giants are coming off an emotional win and are primed for a letdown. Take the Niners and the points and don't look back. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. Thursday Night Football is on, and it's only on Prime. Tonight, two of the NFL's rising stars are on display when Daniel Jones and the New York Giants take on Debo Samuel and the San Francisco 49ers. Not a Prime member? Sign up for a 30-day free trial to stream the game. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern with TNF Tonight. Presented by Verizon. It's the Giants and the Niners tonight on Thursday Night Football. And it's on Prime. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com. Thursday, September 21st, don't miss the Jack Daniels Tasting and Dinner with Master Distiller, Chris Fletcher at the Peabody Hotel. It's the first installment of the Peabody's new Spirit Series Dining and Drinking Events. You'll enjoy a four-course fine dining experience in Chef Philippe. The chef-created menu includes. ...incorporates Tennessee Rye, Bonded, Honey & Apple into the dishes. You'll taste the private label Peabody Select Single Barrel... ...along with Lynchburg Distillery's newest and rarest Bond Whiskies and Ryes. The Jack Daniels Tasting and Dinner at the Peabody, September 21st. Visit PeabodyMemphis.com.
0: I feel bad for the Johnson kids next door. Their parents just use their phone for home internet. So when everyone's online, it could be mad slow. Tom can barely play a full round of Horse Commander 3... Luckily, we get fast and reliable internet from Xfinity, so I can game while everyone's on with basically no interruptions. Hey Jess, can I, uh, borrow some eggs? You want to game here?
4: Please. Now through September 21st, get 75 megabit internet on the Xfinity 10G network for $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. And ask about how you can get one free line of unlimited mobile when you upgrade to 400 megabit internet. Go to Xfinity.com 10G Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. XFINITY Mobile requires XFINITY Internet. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary.
2: Ready for a new ride? We gossip covered at gossip. Kia on the pike. 41 MPG highway. We it with 2023 Kia Forte LXS. $229 a month. $29.99 to its signing. Get some EV action in 2023. Nero EV Wind SUV. 250 Three miles of EPA estimated range, $269 a month, $49.99 to its signing. Plus, check out 2023 Kia EV6 Wind. Get up to 134 city, 101 highway, and PGE, $399 a month, $49.99 to its signing. And Gossip will include a free charger with your EV purchase, all 36-month leases, plus Kia's 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Ask for Bobby J. He's ready to put you in a new Kia today. Gossip Kia 1900 Covington Bike or online Kia, CovingtonPike.com. If you want it, be Gossett and got it. Come!
1: Six months, six fifty acquisition. P forty LSX six seventy eight six oh five MSRP twenty one Nero P five oh seventy eight fifty nine MSRP 4109 EV six P fifty six one oh nine sixty four MSRP forty nine includes all rebates and incentives. Must finance through Hyundai. Excludes tax, title, and license. See for complete details. Offer valid through 2023 with proof credit. Dealer stock only.
5: You know my favorite time of year at Oak Hall? Christmas is pretty great, but I like football season. So whether you're headed to Oxford or Starkville or Knoxville or Fayetteville or Tiger Lane, get to Oak Hall and load up for a new football season. Look snappy at your tailgate. Look snappy whatever. You're doing. Listen, there's a reason that O'Call has been here since 1859. The SEC, only since 1933. Get yourself to O'Call this weekend to celebrate the best time of the year.
2: Don't miss the 2023 Memphis Music Festival, September 29th through October 1st at Radiance Amphitheater in the Memphis Botanic Garden. Featuring the Black Crows, my morning jacket. Turnpike Troubadours, and many more. The 2023 Mempho Music Festival, September 29th through October 1st. Tickets on sale now. See the full lineup and get your tickets at memphofest.com.
0: You know that feeling you get when your team goes big? You can get that same feeling on Zen Sports, where you score with cash rewards every bet you make. Earn cash rewards on your betting volume each month and even more cash during your 15-day welcome bonus period. So say goodbye to deposit bonuses that turn into deposit nightmares and say hello to a better sportsbook experience and real cashback rewards. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and up in a tendency to bet.
2: We're talking with Justin Wynn, the GM of Red River Ford Toyota in Wynn. Good morning, Justin.
5: Hey, Dennis. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be on Memphis Radio. I tell you, we've got a lot of good things going on. For the last couple of years, you've seen dealers battle the shortage of new car inventory. You've seen prices on new cars going up. Well, those days are coming to end. We've been able to build a supply of new car inventory sitting here on the lot. So you're actually able to come by, look at vehicles, drive vehicles, push the button, smell that new car smell. I've got Plenty of new Toyotas sitting here in stock. I've got new Ford sitting here in stock. I have access to over 700 quality pre owned vehicles. So if you don't see something that's going to fit your needs and wants, please let us know. More than likely, we have that at one of our other locations. I'll deliver it straight to your driveway, just like I will with any vehicle purchase. There's no need to cross the river and come over, but you do need to give us a call. 870 238 7770. And of course, we're always open at redriverfordtoyota.com.
4: It didn't take them long. Genesis Diamonds is now the undisputed value leader here in Memphis. Hey, it's Eric Hasseltine, and people who have gone into Genesis Diamonds with a budget have often left spending less than they thought they would, and they end up with a better diamond, a bigger diamond, and a nicer ring. I'm telling you, Genesis has disrupted the old-school jewelry store scene right here in Memphis. It starts with value. Genesis is a direct diamond importer where they get their diamonds from the world's best diamond cutters with no middlemen. I call it extreme value. Genesis is also the authorized retailer for all- all the top bridal designers, so they have the rings on every woman's wish list. They back up every purchase with a 100% free lifetime warranty. That means no charge ever for things like sizing or cleaning. All this in a fun, relaxed environment with no commission salespeople, no pressure of any kind, and no retail pricing games. We've needed a place like this for years here in Memphis, and now Genesis is here. It's quite a change from other jewelry stores with traditional prices, limited selection, and insane markups. Genesis Diamonds at Poplar and Perkins Extended in Poplar.
3: AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now with T-Mobile's best go 5G plans, upgrade when you want, every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade, all on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your
2: phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. CTMobile.com.
3: Get ready to start the NFL week off right because right now, all customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Giants and 49ers, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. How about a parlay of Brandon Ayuk anytime touchdown, McCaffrey over on the rushing yards, and you've got to like the 49ers to come. Cover with this defense. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs that are already pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash JSmith so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of 929FM ESPN, must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund Five dollars, unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanel.com. Gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline, 1 800 889 9789.
2: Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner with expert custom and do it yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Cawkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 929 FM ESPN.
5: Well, the bad news is is that uh, you missed the 25-cent martinis at Bounty on Broad last night. They're Wednesday night. Wednesday night between 5 and 6. Uh, the good news is the fried oysters, the pork belly confit, the lamb shank, the beautiful restaurant, the ambiance, feeling like, uh, like you're living a good life, all of that still, at the brunch, the Sunday brunch, um, all of that's still there for you. And then the martinis will come around next week, plus Wine Down Wednesday, of course, as well. Uh, it is Bounty on Broad, one of my favorite places. Went back recently, and uh, and that's where I discovered the pork belly. Never, I never knew I liked pork belly confit as much as I do, but it was succulent and delicious. Bounty on Broad, <clears throat> right there on Broad Avenue. Jeffrey, uh, a couple things I wanted to get to before I get to the NFL. First of all, uh, over Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. Uh, too bad we don't have Fishman. Too bad we don't have Fishman today. That's Fishman's song. I, I hear it and it's almost Pavlovian. I know. I, I what I do is when I hear that song, I start bracing myself for the mm. fight that is to come to try to retain uh, to retain control of the radio show. But anyway, uh, Partha Padhyay uh, over that's the Daily Mail reported yesterday that uh, the DeAndre Williams is enrolled in school. Uh, his lawyer said uh, that, uh, or the lawyer that's helping Memphis with the case, said that uh, they're, they've sent more information. Uh, the fact that he's enrolled doesn't necessarily mean anything, but is interesting. What uh, do you imagine, Jeffrey, could be new information at this stage that could be sent? Why would you need new information? This is the, the, what they're basing this on is an age-old um, issue of the way that he was misled once upon a time, um about you know, about uh, uh, about academic issues, what new information could possibly be relevant, do you think at this point? and and where are you on all of this?
6: I mean, am I wrong to be skeptical of when I hear new information? it It feels like uh, doesn't feel
5: good. yeah, right?
6: I, I, my my working position has been, I think they they got word that it was denied and that they're appealing it. And this, to me, almost implies that maybe the new information is part of an appeal. Correct.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well, once upon a time there was an assumption he would play. I now operate on the assumption he will not. But I'm ha- I'll be happy to be—I'll be happy to be surprised. Well, it's
6: weird for me because uh-huh. I feel like I've gone through swings. My first instinct <laughs> right. was—my first instinct was—this no. feels like a hail mary. I don't right. think it's going to work. But there's no—there's like there was no risk. So why not? Then it started turning. It's like. It almost felt like, well, yeah, he's going to be back, and now I'm back to where I was originally, which yeah. is this still feels like a home I agree
5: Mary. completely. Well, and I think the reason that it swung from initially, I was skeptical too. There was such confidence on the part of Memphis, and and so it was like, okay, well, well, maybe we all sort of got carried away with it, but um, it's feeling less and less like he will be there for uh, for student madness. Although, evidently, uh, is enrolled according to. Secondly, just a little bit of Raced Restaurant. Is, and you can ask Chris about this. He touched on it. Do you see that Belly Acres and Overton Square has closed because of staffing, safety, that sort of thing? Which that means now Hopdoddy is closed over there and Schweinhaus is closed. both have been empty for a little while. I went to Belly Acres, and there's still the Belly Acres in East Memphis, by the way. So the there's one in
6: Regalia is the- still there? Yeah, the one in Regalia
5: is still there. I've never been to that one. Uh, it's a good burger. Belly Acres is a good burger. Not free. Uh, not that it should be. But uh, I've, I have always felt like I paid a fair amount of money for my burger. But it's a good burger. Do you ever go to Belly Acres?
6: So I've been to Hop Dotty, but I've not been to Belly Acres. Aaliyah, when she used to live in Midtown, had been there. And the reason why I'd never been to Belly Acres is because she basically gave the exact same review did. It's it's good, but she every time she's like, I just—
5: expect to pay for burger and fries? In the new, and I, I don't.
6: I don't mean. I don't mean at.
5: I. Uh, I don't mean at, uh, at. 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 You know, the fanciest restaurant in town yeah, where you have. Yeah, to, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about. We're the not Bishop getting the Houston's burger. burger. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or the. Or, or the. Or even. Well, yeah. Or the Bishop Burger. We're certainly not getting a Folks Folly Burger. Right. We're not talking about going to the bar and getting. I'm just talking about you walk into a place that is a burger place, not a fast food place, but that is a. Whatever, Belmont, Dottie, uh, you know, you, you, a burger place. What do you think you pay for, for a burger and fries?
6: Feels like fifteen bucks now is like the high end, right? Fifteen
5: would strike me as as, as high. Fifteen yeah, would strike me. Yeah, but I, like but now, you I mean, think double, like, double digits. I expect double. I expect
6: yeah. double digits, and now everywhere you go, if you pay with card, like they do the. Would you like to tip with that? Well, that's that's true, but that's
5: that's. But I'm even a single... like you. let's say, it's a sit-down place or a place that's a, I mean, the Belmont. I don't know what I call Burger Cross at the Belmont, but I think twelve ninety-five. How about that? Okay. I wouldn't. Would you? If a, if there's a burger on the menu for twelve ninety-five, would you say ah,
6: that's a little pricey? I wouldn't say that. Excuse that. me, I have to go and it. I, I'm I'm gonna kill our computer. No, I agree with you. Like now, but that's, I mean, that is. Like, this is kind of my whole thing when everyone makes inflation part of the conversation. Like, I, I'm out of the political argument, it, but one thing that gets lost in all of it is we just changed the price of everything. Everything's just higher now.
5: That's what, that's what inflation is. Yeah. Well, it's, here's, here's the other thing. Imagine, imagine, that's why, if you just talk about minimum wage, if you, let's say you make 15 bucks an hour, right? Okay. If you make 15 bucks an hour, 40 hours a week, that's six hundred bucks a week, right? Six hundred bucks a week. That that is is my math correct there? That sounds right. Twenty four hundred bucks a month. I mean, I, are nervous. you
6: taking out taxes? I mean, that's the other. No, day. no. no.
5: Uh, this is this is gro- you you you. This is what you're bringing home, and that's not what you're bringing home. This is what you make, and then you make it twenty four hundred a month, and then after taxes, you're making you're bringing home seventeen fifty a month or something, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My math, whatever. That is not like if you're single, that's not, that's not easy. Right. Sure. And so you have to pay people away a you know, like you have to pay people a living wage and that living wage gets priced into the burger and should be priced into the burger. And that's partly why, you know, what's interesting is, is yes, prices have gone up. Also wages have gone up. There's a, you know, what i mean to Not in radio. <laughs> You make you make a good point. Anyway, so I'm going to try to not to resent a a seventeen a seventeen dollar burger would what I would pay Oh, you know where I'm staying down here in in Mobile, I think it was a twenty four dollar burger or something like that, which is kind of insane. Anyway, all right, we got to move on to uh, to NFL stuff. Wild day yesterday. The Chicago Bears did not have a great day. Uh,
6: That's what Mark, Mark Howard laughing at. Could you imagine being a Bears beat writer yesterday? What a wild thing. A, you had the
5: defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, resigns to take care of health and family. But not before, by the way. The head coach had refused earlier in the day, had refused to acknowledge or comment on whether he was still defensive coordinator. Later on in the day, Alan Williams resigns for reasons that we really do not understand. It's unclear what they were. Secondly, I mean, like just small stuff, the left tackle Braxton Jones goes on IR. Uh, and, uh, and then the big one is Justin Fields, um, <laughs> asked to explain, he based, first he said uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking too much the old, I'm thinking too much. Yeah. I need to play free, right? Over here all the time, but uh, all that, but then, well, that may be implicit. Like when you well, say, I need say to play coaching. free, he said coaching, so that's what I was going to say, but then he actually got to ask, why were you playing not free? Why were you free? And he said, quote unquote, you know, could be coaching, I think. Who says that? That's cra- Like, even if you believe that to be true, that is not a great thing when Justin Fields is saying, you know, could be coaching, I
6: think. So here's where I think he really made a mistake. You're 100% yeah. right in the sense that you can't say that yourself. And the mistake that he was making is people were already starting to say Everyone that before him. Say that. No, you're, I think you're exactly right. Because I will say I I do kind of like, well, at least he's honest because like I do get that sense when I watch him play. The problem is, oh, no, I think you're what you just said is
5: exactly right. There are and I uh, is a very important point. There are times when you know that the whole rest of the world is explaining it for you. You don't have to say it. Indeed, earlier this week when we talked about the Bears, you were you, for example, were already saying this. I don't think they're letting him be himself Correct. and whatever else. But when you're the one who says it, then you look like you're the whiner who's cutting nose who's, who's who's, you know, who's who's going after your coaches and is breaking an unwritten rule. And then it becomes more about what's your quote unquote attitude or whatever than than about the original challenge which is um why is he everyone else was saying this already i i'd love that point i think that's exactly right now is a here's the problem if you're a bears fan this wouldn't bother me at all if i'm a bears fan i i would love this level of implosion i'm like this is what i need yeah yeah. the season the season is going down the tubes as it is and so you've got carolina's pick two Right. And so you've got Carolina's pick, too. I'm using this as a reloading year. Like, I'm using this as a reloading year. And so, if there's complete dysfunction and finger pointing, that would make me happy. The only part of it that would bother me is we just restarted. Right. Like, and so normally, if you had the old regime in, you'd really love it because it means there's going to be change. There's going to be a new GM. There's going to be a new coach, et cetera. You just wipe the state. state slate clean and so it's depressing when the second regime seems to be screwing up in the same way that the first regime did. I mean this regime that's in there
6: right now um I guess you could make the, the argument though at least this regime inherited Justin Fields.
5: They did. But that this regime also treated the thirty second pick in the draft for Charles Claypool. Yeah so that's this regime Chase Claypool. And Chase Claypool, I'm sorry, yeah, Chase Claypool, and this regime also passed up Jalen Carter, who looks like a complete monster. <laughs> he yeah, looks Jeffy like Jeff. He had red flags. He, he looks like the, He looks like your Micah Parsons deal, like the same thing. He looks like a complete monster, and you know. So I don't know. How are you feeling if you're in Chicago?
6: I mean, aren't you feeling like you know to celebrate one of the city's? You know, finest actors, Bill Murray. Don't you feel like you're just in Groundhog Day?
5: <laughs> right. There was a column at the the the, the uh, over at the Athletic. It said they've already it's game two, and they've already reached Defcon White Sox. Correct. <laughs> That's what yes. they described this as Defcon White Sox. And There's you never
6: go enough. full Defcon White Sox. <laughs> right. There's at least
5: enough teams in Chicago that uh, that you can. You can look around and say, "Okay, who am I going to follow instead?" Like, there's, uh, although it's not a great time in Chicago. Um, you've got Bedard for the Blackhawks, anyway. Uh, so there, that, that unfolded in Chicago. Got a game tonight. Giants, no Saquon Barkley. Not good when you're missing your tailback and your left tackle. Andrew Thomas also not
6: playing. Yeah, um, Daniel. Daniel needs to get an ankle injury tonight. Like, uh, maybe maybe get you a Hammy like this. That my, my fear tonight is this is an L no matter what. Like, now you're going to, like, and we run Daniel so much, like, eh, eh. You just want to
5: take your L and go home. Yes. Well, by the way, speaking of L's no matter what, the Bears got Kansas City next. Like yeah. That's, that's great. All of this was happening for the Bears in the, in the wake of that. And then meanwhile, there's this whole little contra- mini-controversy with the Giants um and by the way you called this exactly you did not have the giants in the playoffs and uh it's that is what it's looking like despite the gallant victory last week um there's also this controversy as to whether brian dable is calling plays or mike Kafka is Mm -hmm. playing calling (laughs) plays and people are breaking down the video where you see brian dable holding the play sheet up to his mouth as if he might be calling plays um, he said he always has a play sheet because he is still consulted. But you know yes. he's still involved in the process. I didn't think that the video, the, the still pictures, the Zapruder breakdown of this persuaded me necessarily. Like I, I do believe, Like he, he, I imagine he looked just like that when he well, last year when he was not calling
6: plays, right? Uh, th- so I thought, I thought there was a key difference, and I haven't seen all the Zapruder film. This was just from me watching the game. Yeah. When Dable is like, he does always have a play sheet, like that. That's true, but more times like when he when he's not really involved in calling every single play, he's kind of on the sidelines, back and involved. Like he was literally, like with the offense the entire time. Like he's like he was way more active. So I just thought watching the game I was like, oh yeah, at half, Dable's like, yeah, I'm 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 getting this back. I, the, the legend of Brian Dable. Like when the Bills hired him, it was like, who the hell are you hiring? Like he was not—he was a, he was failed a journeyman. Coordinator. He had go back to college. Co- remember? Yeah,
5: he was coordinator. Alabama coordinator. He had he, been at uh, been at the Pats. He he was a journeyman. I think he'd been a bra- journeyman coordinator. Now the level of Brian Dable is a genius. Like because they were they they were being outscored sixty to nothing at half last week, and then something shifted. It's like the genius Brian Dable started calling plays. That guy has. Totally. And I'm not saying it's – he has done the things he has clearly with Josh Allen and what he did in Buffalo and then last year with the Giants. I think he merits this. But he's gone from – I guess Bill Belichick did it once. Bill Belichick once went from failed coach to genius, and now this is sort of a miniature replica of that trajectory.
6: Yeah, I think the other thing you have to remember with Dable, like when we go back to when he was like a failed coordinator – he was a failed coordinator with the Browns and Mangini. Like, right. then, you know, like, look at who he's worked with. Like, when he was a failed coordinator, it's like Mangini, Tony Soprano, and like, Romeo Cronell.. Right. So, right. then, right. Where, I so. Do, where I give him credit is, a lot of times guys don't get to reinvent themselves, and he has at least, yeah. he's at yeah. least gotten the opportunity.
5: Uh, there is, um, so in terms of running back, Saquon's out, um, the, uh, Cam Akers traded to Minnesota, uh, Brown signed Kareem Hunt. By the way, who is the leading NFL rusher? Don't look. Who is not Nick Chubb? Who is leading the NFL in rushing yards? Who is not Nick Chubb? I believe this is correct. All right. Um, Nick Chubb is the correct answer, but he will be shortly surpassed.
6: Is you, it Mostert? Made, it's James Cook. Uh, I can, yeah, because they've run. Yeah, he's, yeah, I can buy that. Which is the
5: Bills have no running game. You know, that was the, the, uh, the Bills have no running game, but it is James Cook. Speaking of unexpected, the, um, we came into the season thinking that the, the AFC was awesome and the NFC was not watered down. Not a lot of good teams, et cetera just the Eagles, maybe the 49ers, whatever. So right now, here we are, two undefeated teams in the AFC, Miami and Baltimore, and the undefeated teams in the NFC, Dallas, Philadelphia, Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and San Francisco. Uh, were we inappropriately disrespecting the NFC?
6: No. Um, I, I think the, uh, Jeff, the AFC is such a juggernaut. That's why you only have two undefeated teams remaining. <laughs> like, it's like the Cowboys. Yeah, okay, know, the Cowboys have beaten – and I, by the way, Kansas I think the City Cowboys – They lost to the Lions,
5: yeah. NFC team. NFC well, team. That wasn't an AFC team knocking off an AFC team.
6: Yeah, they were missing two of their three best players, and and Kadarius Tony was unfortunately on the field for the Chiefs that day.
5: <laughs> um Right, and former like, NFC player. Right, doing, 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 uh, doing some uh, inside work for the like NFC. The, the yeah.
6: Falcons have beat the Panthers, and then the the Packers collapse. The Saints have beaten the Titans and the Panthers. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still not will. I, I'm still not willing to say like the the NFC is is sleeping giant
5: right now. Who are the what are the five best teams in the NFL? And is it not true that three of those teams are in the NFC? In the NFC?
6: That is true. I still think it's very top-heavy, though.
5: Who are right now your own personal power rankings? Not just based on not just the first two games, based on everything we know about who's on the team, who's coaching the team, who they have. What is your personal top-five power rankings?
6: Niners, Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles, Cowboys.
5: Huh? You don't give the Chiefs just number one because they got Mahomes and Reed, and they're the Chiefs.
6: No, I they still have some. Like I trust that they're going to figure it out, but they do still have some. We got to figure out the offensive identity. Like they got to figure out who their actual playmakers are. Like they they've got some things to figure out. It is interesting though. So three of those teams are NFC teams, and of the others, it'll be just
5: interesting. There are three really good teams: Dallas. Uh, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. And then you've got these other teams that are undefeated, Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay. If I was going to tell you one of those was in the NFC championship game, who would that be? So Washington, it would New be Orleans,
6: Nor- Tampa Bay. It would be
5: Atlanta, Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay are the are the pretenders that are 2-0. and And the answer is New Orleans, isn't it? If I was going to tell you one of them made the – made the NFC Championship so, game. So,
6: I think the safe pick is New Orleans, and, like, in the end, if I'm having to bet my life on it, that's probably what I'm going with. I don't think the commanders are frauds. Like, if you look at if you look at what the commanders are doing, they have an awesome defensive
5: line. The, the defensive line is, and honestly, it'll be really interesting for the Bills this week because they got destroyed, like, in the end. Yeah. The hard-